everybody get set, let's go. It's the next episode. It's the Premium Pete Show. News, interviews, all of the info. Listen up, it's the Premium Pete Show. If you want to scoop in the low, down low. Listen to the show, cause Milk said so. Fuck what you heard, better act like you know. It's the Premium Pete Show. And today, welcome back to another episode of the Premium Pete Show. Sitting here with my friend, somebody that I've been trying to get on for a long time. Let me tell you something. I had to go through assistance, emails. I had to uh, send a smoke signal. I, I had to visit the building a couple of times. But finally, my friend, Rinch Antonella, not only the CEO of Complex, okay, or we say founder and g- give me the right, right titles. You know, I don't worry about that shit, but like, <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, it's, you know, founder and CEO of Complex, now Complex Networks. Mm-hmm. Um, Why the change to networks? Well, we've been lucky enough to exit our, our uh, sell our business mm-hmm. um, and put ourselves in a situation where we now uh, are funded to take it to a massive next level by two corporate giants. We got bought. It's actually, what's funny is... We're sitting here. It's a year to the day where we uh, closed our deal. Really? Anniversary. First year anniversary. You know Verizon what? and Hearst. I didn't, wanna, I didn't even want to start with um, the deal. I, but again, like I said, and anybody who listens. How can you not? You no, know, exactly. We bounce around. So it's we'll, all good. So right Tangents, off the bat. Pete, come on. Of course. Of course. Right off the bat, um, Verizon, how does, how does that even happen? How long was that in the making? <clears throat> well, you know, you got to remember, first of all, you know what we've been we were 15 years in the making to begin with mm-hmm. right and uh hearst made a very smart investment in us in september of 2015 it was a small investment uh, it, sorry i sound like a dick it was it was 21 million bucks thank you put in our thank business. you for not sounding like a dick yeah, not, but yeah, by the way i will just sound like a dick consistently because i'm an <laughs> asshole so i apologize for that hey listen but, you, you you cleared it up and spoke what it was yeah, well, on a relative basis, it was small for us, but that's big for a lot of people, sure. right? Uh, we, we've been lucky enough to build a very nice business, um, very effective business, and uh, Hearst put some money in us in September of 2015, and um, and th- I think as they started to realize, they started to peel back the layers and really get to know our business, they saw, saw how good we were, how the quality of the content we were making, the engagement that we had with our audience... Uh, the differentiation of that content, both in topic and tone, and and even more so the way we can monetize the shit out of our audience. And they were like, wow, not only do you guys have a massive scale and great audience, but you're able to make this work from a business perspective. And we all know these digital players, you know, not a lot of them make any money. Sure. And, um, and when Hearst realized that and they really dug in on the business, they put the money in. And then we started having conversations on a on a on a large scale strategic basis, and um, Verizon uh, is a tremendous company, by the way, um, you know, much bigger than most people think, and um, you know whether it's FiOS or 5G or sure. Go90 and and the future of OTT, uh, Verizon was is is going all in. Sure, and um, you know what I liked very much about not only the assets and the resources and the capital that they had um, was the big thing is that they believed and they wanted to do, they wanted to put content at that tip of the spear, not technology. Mm. And uh, it was a, it was a fantastic opportunity for us. Now you say that uh, they saw, you know, the progress and they're like, Holy shit, this is amazing. What you guys are doing. How many get on people, the train early? How many people seen that? Like, meaning, like, who, did they have people coming to the office and checking this out or just reports or well, like, was it was a lot of people. Um, 
All right, let's put it this way. Okay. We were, um, I was not actively looking to sell the business. Uh, we were having some very large commercial conversations with some international players, um, some international cable players, some very large domestic media brands, um, and some very large strategic players, all commercial conversations, just like, well, how can we partner, right? Mm-hmm. Making it simple. And as people started looking at our business and realizing how strong we were, that's when those commercial conversations started talking, turning into acquisition conversations. And we had multiple offers for the business. Um, uh, it's nice to have sitting on a whole bunch of term sheets, right? Forget about it. It's fun, man, right? <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's not a lot of, you know, media is a 24-7 business and it's tough and it's competitive. Um, but to be in a situation where you have a lot of people that want, want to be a part of you, uh, and want you to be a part of them. Uh, it, it's the it's uh, it's great validation, um, and uh, it, it was the greatest situation to be in. And then we were able to make a very smart strategic choice to go with. Um, you know, I always say it wasn't an exit for us; it was a financial exit. Like mm-hmm. we paid our investors back a nice sum. We, our management team made a light a, a lot of money. Forget um, about it. It was nice. Is that why Noah has all this good wine he's posting on Instagram and steaks? Noah's getting there. Okay, that's, okay. That's, I'm dragging him along on that front. You know, you, know, you got to remember, we're... Noah's wife is worth a lot of money, too. Um, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Listen, they're a great couple. Um, that's why I had him on the Father's Day episode. He's a great. young father. I like, and by the way, two of the most quality people you're ever going to meet in your life. You mean him and his wife? Yeah. It's funny how people meet, right? And how it's come together, right? It's amazing. But you know, you know more importantly... You talk about Verizon coming in, buying it for buying complex. Verizon and Hearst. Verizon and Hearst buying complex for three hundred million dollars. Right? Is that the, is that That's, right? I cannot confirm the number. Okay, I'm going to say three hundred million dollars. Sure. Okay. Keep in mind, what I want to know is how did that even? And let's back up. How did that even? Like, did you get an email? Did someone fucking no, knock no, no, on no, your door? No. How does that I even mean, happen? You know, I'm good. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, like, but no, no. It's look. It's it's you create. We've been pounding away at creating the the real cultural voice for the next generation. Like, mm-hmm. who's going to create the best amount of content? Not not some bullshit like fucking optics crap where you're like, oh, I got the most fucking Facebook follower sure, shit sure. and all this crap. I mean, what we really did is we were creating best in class content and dominating the conversation on social dominating the conversation on our own platform. It's not just amplifying a conversation, it's starting it. Sure. And, and you know, a lot of people started to realize that verticalized media um, and the differentiated topics, you know, I mean, you look at the ratings of NFL, you look at the ratings of NBA, you look at the ratings of baseball. I mean, dude, people 18 to 24 are not watching this stuff. And what are they doing? They're consuming sneaker content. They're consuming hip-hop content. They're consuming art and design content. It's all these verticals that we really aligned ourselves with at the origination of what we were doing. And I think you had a lot of people go, all right, if we're going to make a bet and really put significant amount of money, whatever that number is, into something, we want it to really mean something to the end consumer. And Hearst really was the first, like I said, Hearst came in. Put an investment in us without Verizon. Yeah, twenty-one million without Verizon. And uh, there's a guy named Neeraj Kemplani mm-hmm. who uh, runs their 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 kind of strategic partnership. Shouts to him. Uh, he's the best man. And uh, Steve Schwartz is the CEO of mm-hmm. Hearst. Um, really kind of latched on and liked the way we run our business and liked how different the audience was and liked how different the money we got was and how we made that work. 
And, you know, literally they went to Verizon and were like, look, this is the future. This is the way, this is the type of content. This is the type of media company, and this is the way we. This mm. is where we want to put our money and make bets. How and long did that take to close a deal like that? A long time, three years. Oh no 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 no. Well, I mean, look, Hearst put the money in in in, in uh, September of sure. two thousand fifteen. We uh, had a term sheet um, in January of two thousand and sixteen, um, and then the deal closed in July of two thousand and sixteen. What was the first thing you did when you closed that deal? Uh, when you mean when the money Meaning hit you, my wire, the money hit your like, wire, right? Um, well, I was out east uh, at my house out in the North Fork, and uh, I opened a very very nice bottle of wine. It's called uh, Screaming Eagle. I don't know if you've ever had it. Okay, it's uh, that's where like I love Noah to death. This is like Noah's drinking like fucking you know. Uh, Red and white tablecloth Italian in comparison to Screaming Eagle, <laughs> uh, and, and I can getting... say that I, I love that. No, yeah. look, like I love it's Screaming Eagle is about uh, is a cult wine out of Napa. Mm-hmm. Uh, we How have nineteen ninety six, thirty eight hundred bucks. Look, fuck. Uh, so we were having some fun, and um, and we 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 had a good time. Reason why I say that for is because keep in mind, so many people would die to be an opportunity to close a deal like that. So many people don't even like. You could sit here and, and and say maybe later on, like, damn, Pete, like I didn't even celebrate that. Like I didn't even. Some people don't celebrate their victories well because they're still focusing on more. Well, I will tell you this: it's funny. Uh, I'm drinking with my wife. We're mm-hmm. sitting down having that wine, and uh, she's like, oh, "What are we gonna go buy? What are we gonna do?" And I'm sitting there and I'm going, "Babe, like, I'm celebrating now." Like, I'm going back to work tomorrow, and we're going to make this a billion-dollar company. Mm, mm. Like, and she's just like, you have a mental problem, <laughs> right? Like, you know, and, and you know, and I said to her, I'm like, I'm really sorry, babe. I'm like, you know, I got news for you. We're not sitting here having this fucking bottle of wine and celebrating this if I wasn't a sick fuck. Sure. So you think, so right off the bat then, do you have to be crazy to be creative? You have to be. No, you don't have to be crazy to be creative. Crazy you to, have be to be successful? crazy to build a company. In Building sense? a company and being successful are two different things. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. You could be successful as part of something bigger and somebody else. Like when you go and build something from nothing, right? You create a brand and not just a brand that means something to people, but then also a business that's driving hundreds of millions of dollars. You know, you, you have to be sick. You have to you have to go all in. I mean, and I don't just mean time. I mean you're stressed out. Everything is your responsibility. How do you stay in front of the marketplace? How do you mean something to people always? How do you get better every day? You know, how do you get better on every platform that everybody is consuming your content on? You have to be nuts about it. And it's not easy. You know, they say people in your position that build an empire from scratch could lose it all in a day. Do you believe in that? Yeah. You got to be willing to go. If you're not going that far, then, then you're not growing. Like, and you got to be, you got to keep putting it all in, right? You got to keep, you know, it's like, you know, you ever play, I, I have a gambling problem. So it's, uh, you ever play Texas, Texas Hold'em? Yeah, sure, sure. Right? Like being an entrepreneur is like irrespective of the cards, going all in every fucking hand. Yeah. Before so, you even look. Sometimes they say somebody who, who builds an empire from scratch will lose it all today, but could also build it back a year later. Do you even believe in that too? Maybe bigger yeah. the next time. And, you know, Look, I kind of I, 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 I look at myself not to kind of move it a little bit, but 
where I came from and mm-hmm. who I was and what I grew up with made it easy for me to bet, right? Because I didn't have that much to lose. Sure. You grew up in Canarsie, Brooklyn, right? Canarsie and Emory Park. Okay. You grew up as a Brooklyn kid. Yep. Sitting here now today, did you ever think that you would be where you are today? Not a chance. No okay. way. How did that fucking happen? Um, you know what? I didn't know what I wanted. All I knew is I didn't want to live the same life that I was that I watched all my cousins and my father growing up with. What does my that father mean? didn't want that for me either. My dad, no knock. My dad was a UPS guy, and my mom's a stay-at-home mom. Sure, right? And we had a really nice little life, and had some great cousins around. Had a lot of fun, a lot of fun, a lot of good food, up. a lot of fun, and different though. But you know, I will tell you, I remember my parents fighting about like. Can we pay an electric bill and mm. shit like that? And, you know, people used to ask me in high school, like, what do you want to do? And I would say, I don't know what I want to do yet. All I know is I want to have a boat on the goddamn weekend and I don't want to worry about buying anything that I fucking want. Mm. That was the only, that was my goal. It was that simple. I just didn't want that life. So you went to, you went to high school. Yep. You finished high school. How did you stay out of trouble in Brooklyn at that age? Like, meaning like, could you get caught up so quick? You know what? My dad, uh, my dad was old school, mm-hmm. right? Like recon in Beat the, the army. Shit out of you. Tough guy, yeah. right? Um, scared the living shit out of me. I mean, you know, it took. My dad was seventy years old before I could beat him in an arm wrestling match. <laughs> seventy, tough son of a bitch, right? Like old old school Italian bricklayer. Sure, sure. Like. You know, I'm not a small dude. My my dad had me by three inches on each side, shoulder wise. Hey, right? listen, I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you this quick uh, bricklayer story. My friend growing up, his father was a bricklayer. Um, I'll never forget. Uh, his name was John. Hands like fucking. Their hands were crazy. His name his name was John. His wife was Shirley. I always been a jokester. I remember one time Shirley was laying down in the bed with him in a room. We were in the uh, in the living room, and I said, "Hey, Shirley," and she says, "Hi, Pete." And I came in the you know. I says, well, you want me to come in there and hang out with you? And I was just playing. I didn't mean anything by it. Man, he came over and gave me a crack. Let me tell you something. My head went across the room and my body stayed exactly where it was. That's how heavy his hands were. Oh, I like, and my dad was 5'6", man. Mm. Tiny guy, mm. like height-wise. But just 5'6", height, like, and then 5'6", wide. And, you know, for me, my dad... Um, didn't let me go to my zoned high school. I was supposed to go to Madison. Okay. And uh, he was like, you're not going there. You're not going with your friends because your friends are going nowhere. So mm. we're going someplace else. And he made me go to Midwood. Midwood, Midwood was a yeah, special Midwood program. Yeah. I did the, uh, I kind of, I take tests well. Mm. I kind of lucked How? out. How do you take tests well? I, I just do well on tests. Do you collect a lot of information quickly? I have a good memory mm. and... Uh, I understand why people ask questions, mm. right? If you understand, you know, when somebody asks you a question, greatest thing in the world I can give them from a business perspective, whether it's an interview or running a business or having a sales call or anything, somebody asks you a question, before you answer it, before you rush to, like, answer it and sound smart, why are they asking you that question? Mm. If you can answer that in your head, you're going to give a better answer than just the, the answer that's right in front of your face, the obvious shit. That's a fucking, you're, like, you're, like a, you're better than a tarot card reader, man. I like that. Well, I had no choice. I got to figure out how to win, man. I'm going to find a question I could ask you, and then I'm going to have to know why I'm asking you it before this is over. Don't worry. I think we'll I, think I have out. one. We'll you have know, some fun with that. With your father, you know, I always speak about being in your kid's life and, and the relationship with your father. And I love my father. My father's a good man, but I always say he worked three jobs. I never seen him, so I never got a chance to really always... 
You know, and to be honest with you, my father, and I'm sure you could, you know, my mother, yes, but my father wasn't that guy who really grabbed you and said, I love you, kid. Like, there wasn't a lot of love there, and I think because his father wasn't like that. Not at all. You wrote something, you know, uh, man, that on, on Father's Day that was dope to me. You wrote, don't judge a dad on what he did or didn't do for you. Judge him by whether or not he did everything he could do That's for right. you. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And, uh... Wow, I'm uh, I'm trying not to get a little like you know. Look, my dad was a, a tough guy, old school, um, not very educated, um, and you know what's funny? He busted his ass being a UPS. He was a delivery guy, UPS, mm-hmm. so he was lifting seventy pound packages all day, exhausted. No matter what, no matter what, because all I want to do is go outside and play ball, right? No matter how tired he was, always go, never say no, like ever. And he couldn't do a lot for me, couldn't help me in school, couldn't help me in business, couldn't tell me what to do. But you know what? He was always there for me. And um, it was kind of funny. Uh, my dad has probably helped me make some of the biggest decisions in my life. Um, when I first first went to Complex and took the job, I was like, I'm going all in on this job. I'm like, I'm leaving a really cushy job. I used to run, uh, I was running revenue in the East Coast for for National Geographic Adventure National Sales Director, right? Right. And it was was awesome, man. It was great. It was a great job. I wasn't working that hard. I was making a lot of money. I was having a lot of fun. Um, And I'm 30 years old and somebody wants to hand me the keys to like go build something. And I'm like, I'm going to take it. And, uh, And I started... And I was like, oh, my God, I'm in for way more than I thought. Like, this is way more challenging than I thought. I'm like, I think I'm going to go ask Nat Geo for my job back. And my dad goes, <laughs> he goes, no, you're not. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he goes, he goes, no, you're not. He goes, you took a bet and you think you're so smart. Like, step up to the goddamn plate and figure it out. <laughs> like, you know what? This is your shot. Take it. And, you know. I didn't have a choice. Like, you know, I'm 30 years old and I felt like I was six. Sure. And, you know, my dad's, again, not, not, you know, he had no idea about business, no idea about media, but he was right. He, he set my head straight and, and that was really important. You know, you, um, again, a father's relationship with his son and just a father's relationship with his kids is so important. And, you know, looking forward and looking to see your, you know, how, how you are with your kids, you know, but I, I, I want, I just want to touch on one more thing with your dad. Um, because it really touched me when I read some of this and, you know, the importance of having a father in your life and how much it means, you know, before I even get to this, you, your father obviously was able to see some of your success. Some of it. Yep. Were you able to do anything for him that really made you happy as you got? Yeah. You know, my dad's a character, right? Um, uh, you know, the first time I, I got a really big check. Um, you know, when, when people do give you funding, there's primary capital that goes to the business and there's secondary capital that goes to the founders, right? Mm-hmm. And you get to take some money off the table. They call it taking money off the table. And uh, uh, a couple of years ago, I was able to take some money off the table. Not under the table. No, no, no. no okay. It's real. It's all real. No, I'm, I'm playing yeah, around. No, 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 no. It's all good. <laughs> well, I've done that a long time ago. I haven't done that in a long time. Uh, that's a, We'll get into that at a different at a different time. <laughs> But uh, it, it's, it's, you know, my, my dad, um, I went and bought him a, a really nice watch. Mm. And, uh, you know, my dad never had a new car in his life and mm. never had a watch that was probably more than, other than, he had, there was a UPS watch that's probably on my Instagram if you look in there too that my, my, my uh, wife refurbished for me. 
But uh, he got that for uh, 25 years of service, and he was very proud of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went and got him a, a Rolex. Okay, nice. And, um, and uh, he looked at me, and in true Tony Puma fashion, uh, my father's name was Anthony Antonello, Tony okay. Antonello. And uh, I'll tell you the Tony Puma story because it's worth it. Um, but uh, my dad looks at me, and I'm I'm so emotional. I just went and got him this very expensive watch. And I was like, Dad, you never had a new car but I want you, I don't, I forget about, I know you're not even driving that much anymore. So I wanted you to have something that every time you look and I say all this and he looks at me and he goes, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> and I'm like, he goes, I'm never going to wear this shit. He goes, I don't want to wear this crap. He was like, I'm like, that's not who I am. Like, you know, take this back now. Like, I'd rather have the cash. Like, you know, like, and I'm like, oh, yeah, like, like, it was a good gesture. The, you know what? They're stuck in their ways, some of those. You know, look, I, I, I didn't take it the wrong way. I laugh about it. Like, it's funny. It's it's my dad. My dad was not a fancy guy, mm. right? Um, he's just, he wasn't fancy. He wasn't educated. You know, it, it, he was a different type of guy. But I will tell you something. Um, he, he literally, uh, who I will be irrespective of how much money I'm worth or ever have or, or what I'm able to accomplish, uh, I'm never going to change because of who he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's respectable. You know, uh, touching on Pops, you said uh, when you wrote this, um, you know, I remember seeing it and I was like, damn, man, you know, I'm, I'm thankful and I think anybody out there listening should be thankful for the times that you have with your father because, you know, and, and vice versa, this could be for a girl with a mother or a girl with a father or, or whatever it is, but I'm speaking solely on this situation. You know, when I read this, I was like, damn, man, you know, I love my father. And I know he's getting old and, and you know, time, sometimes you don't know when, you know, they're going to go. And I, you, you wrote this, uh, you said, I wrote this three and a half years ago when I lost my father. You wrote, uh, he wasn't very educated, but he was crafty. He wasn't calm. He was passionate. He wasn't rich, but he was so generous. He wasn't classy, but he would always do everything the right way. No shortcuts or cheating ever. He was far from perfect, but he was the best man I have known. He was my soul, my inspiration. He was and always will be the reason the fire burns in me to win. I love you, Dad. I miss you terribly. And then you wrote, no excuses ever. Ever. And, you know, the reason why I brought that up for is because, you know. You're just trying to break me down. I'm, I'm, like, I'm, you really I'm, are. I'm, I'm not trying to break you down. I'm, I'm really, I really... The the bond between a father and son are, is is amazing, it and is. and and I'm glad that I've been able to live that with my dad later on in life. Right. And to be honest with you, when you wrote that, it made me, and this is what it should do for people. It should make them value in the time that they do have. You know, I was really lucky. Um, my dad and I have probably uh, really really similar personalities. So. When we got along, we got along great. But when we didn't, woof, it was bad, right? Uh, and, um, you know, he, 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 we, we played sports a lot together. Um, we we t- sp- talked about Yankees all the time, right? Talked about Yankees all the time. Watched every game that was on together. Um, and, you know, like I said, we didn't have a lot in common from the standpoint of, of – of what we were sure. doing, but um, we're the same person. But he was a hero. There's a, there's a, you know, it's funny. Um, there's a song on um, how to dismantle an atomic bomb, the U2 album. That's uh, you don't have to make it on your own. 
And there's a line where Bono, Bono has a very similar relationship with his father, right? Love, hate, right? Mm. And uh, very similar personalities. And he has a line called, you're the reason the opera is in me. You're the reason I sing. And um, it's it's literally, uh, I, I, I listen to that song. It's so hard for me to listen to that song. Yeah. Um, and it is, it, it reminds me of my dad every time. And, you know, I love that though. I wouldn't want that superficial, I just love you. I'm always there. My dad challenged me. Sure. He, he, you know, he pushed me and, you know, it was a, it was a great combination of carrot and stick. And honestly, I wouldn't trade that for anything. Like I knew where I stood with him. I knew he loved me. You know, I make a joke sometimes. I was like, um. I was talking to somebody today, and they're like, oh, so, you know, what would you uh, characterize your relationship with your father as? And um, I said, it's really simple. I'm like, let me say this. Until I was about 16, I thought I thought my name is, what are you, a fucking moron? <laughs> right? And, uh, you know, it's not quite the, the way parents have relationships with kids today. <laughs> um, but, you know, I knew he loved me, and he just wanted better. Right. And and he wasn't going to take this foot off the, pe- the gas pedal. He's going to push me because I needed to be pushed. You know, um, man, I hate to touch on such a touchy subject. And, you know, it, it, it was great to share that about Pops, because I think that uh, it's amazing to see a guy who became so successful as yourself to appreciate somebody that didn't even have the same goals or morals or values as as you. And, and, and that's special because that's dad, you know, no well, matter what. That's yeah, but- that. I am who I am, a hundred percent because, sure, because of him. Hundred percent. But yeah, no, you know, sometimes like we agree to disagree with Dad, but at the end of the day, like you know, that's our hero. Um, moving on, I don't want, I don't, I don't want to keep on going on these touchy subjects. It's all good. Here. It's all good. You, you, we're gonna, we're gonna get you fucking. Uh, you're gonna get me choked up, to be honest. It's all uh, good. You know, let's think about um, when someone like yourself, right? You, how did you even get the job with um, National Geographic? You know, I was really lucky. Um, you know, it's funny. Um, I, I was, uh, let's go back a little bit, right? Okay. I, I came out of school and I was lucky enough to get a job at Saatchi and Saatchi. Okay. Big, at the time, biggest ad agency in the world. And um, What were you doing there? I, I, I was a media planner okay. uh, on uh, the Procter & Gamble account, their mm-hmm. flagship. And I, I always joke, like, I'm not, I, I don't have an MBA, mm-hmm. um, but my MBA was my years at Saatchi because I worked with some of the smartest people in the world. I had to present to all the people from Procter & Gamble all the time. And, I mean, you're talking Stanford, Wharton, Kellogg's, like top of the tops. And, um, you know, I'm 21, 22, 23 years old, and I'm presenting to some of the smartest people you've ever met who are pushing you to get better every single day. And it was a trial by fire. And then I was lucky enough, I walked into an office one day, um, uh interviewing for a job I had no business getting. It was for the uh, New England director, the Northeast director of Men's Journal magazine. It was owned by Wenner Media, the Jan Wenner, who mm-hmm. owns Rolling Stone, uh, formerly Rolling Stone, Us Magazine, and, and Men's Journal. Now he sold off Men's Journal and Us Magazine to American Media. And um, I walk in, and I was having a meeting uh, with this guy, Chris Sachs, and this guy, Mark McDonald, walks in, and... Um, it, this part, it's good. It's worth the story. Don't mm-hmm. just go with me for a second. And uh, I'm 24 years old, and uh, I know that doesn't sound old now, but nobody who was 24 was getting premium sales jobs back then. The whole staff is like 35 years old, and I'm some snot nosed kid who doesn't know shit about shit. And uh, 
I'm sitting in the waiting area. I'm a, I'm a half hour early for my interview at 8 o'clock. It's 7.30, and this guy, Mark McDonald, walks in, and it's the publisher. right? I was supposed to talk to the ad director, and this is the top guy at, at Men's Journal magazine. And he goes, hey, what you, what you doing? Who are you waiting for? I'm like, ah, oh, Chris Sachs. I have an interview. He's like, oh, I'm Mark. Why don't you come back and talk to me? And I'm like, oh, shit, this is not going to go well, right? And I hand him my resume uh, back in the day when, you know, people had paper resumes. And uh, and uh, we start chatting, and uh, he goes, listen, and Mark's like a big sports guy. You could just tell. I'm looking around his office. I see footballs and golf clubs and, and shit like that. He goes, listen, I'm looking at your resume. He goes, you've never sold anything. You're sitting on the media side. You have no experience. You're 24 years old. He goes, why the hell are you even, why are we even interviewing you for this job? I'm like, oh, great. Like, I got nowhere to go. But I'm figuring he put me in such a corner, I got nowhere to go but up. So I'm going to take a shot, right? And I go, listen, man, I'm like, you know, I look at Men's Journal. You had a nice year last year. But you got Men's Health is eating your fucking crow. I'm like, you went like nine and seven, and you made the playoffs, but you got knocked out in the first round. And you're looking at, like, your draft, and you go, oh, I need an offensive lineman, and maybe that gets me to, like, 10 and 6. Or you get a really young superstar who's a dynasty player, and you turn, you go 12 and 4, and then you go 12 and 4 for the next five years, and you can win Super Bowls. Mm -hmm. And he goes, and he's looking, and I'm like, I'm thinking, I just nailed this. And he goes... Well, I know you can bullshit, but it still hasn't changed anything. You got nothing to fucking, you got nothing to go off of. And uh, I ended up getting the job, and uh, and um, I had four years at, at, at Winter Media, and it was amazing. And Chris Sachs, the guy I was talking about who I was supposed to interview with, was my ad director, got the publisher job at National Geographic Adventure, and goes, come over here with me. Mm. And... Uh, and what was beautiful is Chris always let me take on a lot more responsibility than my age and probably my capabilities. And uh, he just believed in me and he trusted me and he thought I was a crazy dreamer and a, like a really ambitious kid. And uh, I grew and he let me spread my wings. He encouraged me every day to spread my wings. How important is it to know people these days? Meaning like, of course you have to, when like you can get in the door, but you still, how important is it relationships? Because obviously by knowing that guy, he was like, come over here because you built a rapport with him. You know, it, it, it's, 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 it's both more important and not. Okay. Uh, let me say this. What was important was not knowing Chris. What was important was Chris knowing me enough to respect me, mm. to, to pull me along and give me that shot. In this day and age, I think, you know, I look at it all the time. I'm like, we try and, like, really even the playing field, right? We don't just take resumes from top schools, even though we could. Um, we we kind of, we try and uh, hire on talent and hire on ambition and hire on, like, aggressive attitudes. Um, I love people with chips on their shoulders. True. Right? I heard you say that before plenty of times. Sorry. I just well, like, I why? Like why? Well, you know me, number yeah. one. I know, but um, I'm asking and, you and why I, for and people I, to I think, look, I think everything is really hard. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, really smart people who don't have a chip on their shoulder fold when the shit gets really hard. And shit's going to get really hard every day. And if I'm not there to, like, hold you up, prop you up, or your boss isn't there, like, I want you to prop yourself up. I want you to lean forward on every conversation. And, you know, I'm sorry, but you... you you don't teach that. You can't teach attitude. Um, you can get all the skills and you can hone skills for people. But, you know, somebody who is going to stick their nose in something, you don't teach that.
And um, I'll take that every day and twice on Sunday. Hey, I'll take that too. I understand what you're saying. Um, you w- let's talk about people in complex. Talk about hiring, right? Now you said that uh, you're in the you're in this um, you know office. You don't have a a big history. Complex has hired people that have may have not had a big degree or a big history and took a shot on them, we'll right? Put lots of people on. Mm-hmm. That's big for me. Yeah. And you know, in this day and age, my viewpoint is very simple: is you know, we've built a company that looks and feels very different than any other media company that had been previous to us, right? We are a multi-platform play. We are different topics. We didn't go, there was no blueprint, right? Mm. Like we made our own blueprint. And that's why we have a show called The Blueprint, yeah. by the way. But, but, um, but no, I like it. Yeah, it's it's good. Did you watch the Bobby Hundreds episode? Bro, that kid for a long time. And, and I wrote this, I wrote this to uh, Noah on Twitter. Um, I wrote that um, the thing about Bobby Hundreds is he's unselfish, you know, and, and honest. He, and he's been. I remember him writing things on his blog. That's the type of kid that gives advice that you could take to become successful. That's right. You know, and there's not many people out there that you know that want to do that. There's a lot of people that hold on to shit. That's right. You know. Well, there's a lot of people also who only tell you the good shit. Yeah. Right. Like good advice is great. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Positive advice is great. But, you know, what I love about Bobby is um, so real deal, so honest, right? And so honest about how ugly it is sometimes, too. And uh, it's impressive. Would be an amazing professor to teach entrepreneurship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So so getting back to what I was saying, it's like, look, if if you're building a company that's doing stuff that nobody's ever done before, then your fucking resume doesn't mean dick to me. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't want... I'm not going to hire – there's nobody I can find who's done what we're doing. So I want to hire somebody with vision. Mm. I want to hire thought process. For me, everything is thought process. How do you think about things? How original are you? How do you push the envelope? How do you – how are you going to get your staff thinking differently? How are you going to sell an idea internally? How are you going to sell the consumer externally? And, you know, I, 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 I just want – I want new and different ideas and different perspectives, and and they don't, they don't have to. I don't have. I don't want somebody who just agrees with me at all. That's a great question, because having people around, you know, especially a person in a big position, it's easier when you have somebody. Not saying it's easy. I'm saying it's easy for people to just say like, "Yeah, Rich, you're right. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah." People don't worry, that have people challenged. Okay, see, see, and that's a great thing to know that people have challenged you. You know, and, and, and ask you different type of questions. I just didn't agree with you. Because I really feel if you have yes people around you, you will never fully succeed. Because they you won't. You won't maximize the okay, business. You will go. not maximize. You will succeed, but you will maximize. potentially. Okay, okay. But you won't maximize your opportunity, right? And um, And also, how is it in this day and age with how much content you have to put out and how many conversations you have to have and how many layers and, and how many wins you need? You know, you can't do it alone, right? It can't be only your vision. It's got to be, you got to have a lot of people contributing all the time. And, you know, like a it's, team. You're it's about a lot more fun. Pers- like, you know, also, I don't want to be alone in a foxhole. Sure. I want I want teammates, sure. right? And um, that's big. Sure. You know, um, you, you sit and talk about complex, you know, and, and how big it's be able to create its own blueprint. Who have or who do I know you don't mean maybe you don't want to mention, but who do you even consider competition? Yeah, I mean, I, I ask that because it's like who do you like? Well, I mean, look, there's, there's a lot of 
we compete with a lot of different people in a lot of different ways, right? I mean, from a scale perspective, we're competing with ESPN and MTV. Mm. From a content development perspective, even though, you know, they're more news and older now, but like Vice, you know, mm-hmm. we'll compete with them. We'll compete with, um, when it comes to virality and the way we own social, like we're better than all those companies I just mentioned and we're up against BuzzFeed on that side, mm-hmm. right? So it's it's all of the above. I mean, the big thing that, like, but I, we don't look at it that way, right? Like, we really don't. Like, it's like, if 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 we measure ourselves just based on relative, right? Like, like just the competitors out there, I think you set yourself up for failure. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't want to win on a relative basis. I want to win, I want to win and maximize us to the greatest degree possible. And, you know, I want to make sure that we're producing the best content we can and have the biggest audience we can and drive the most revenue we can. And, um, and, and if that's five times what somebody else does, then it better be five times what somebody else does. I don't want to set a bar and fall over it. Yeah. No, I mean, listen, competition, you know, it's good for you to hear that because I feel like, um, you know, it's sometimes people focus too much on like other people. And I like the way you put that. You're chasing. Yeah. Chasing. Like we don't chase. Creating your own blueprint. That's right. Doing your own things. You know, uh, back to just like, say if someone, you know, who, who, you know, is a reader of complex, a fan of complex, wants to, you know, be a complex, wants to be an entrepreneur, wants to do anything. You know, you spoke about failure before. What are some of your failures that you would be able to give advice to people? I mean, I'm sure there's so it's many. It's a long list, man. I but mean, what's something? You know what I, I you yeah. know what I say? I make more decisions every day, and and f- I I make I make more mistakes and fail more every day than most people make decisions. Is that a good thing? Is a good. Thing? I think yeah. I mean, for for what we're trying to do, right? Mm-hmm. We're trying to going into uncharted territory. Um, you know, big mistake I made when we first went into video. I thought we had such a big network. We had so many sites. We had control over all these people. Like, we don't need YouTube. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, you like, didn't want to put. I remember when we I did was the like, combat Jack show. Like, yeah. we don't need them. I don't want uh, somebody taking forty five percent of my revenue right off the top. No way. Biggest mistake I ever made. Like, if you're gonna do online video and you you do not have a partnership with YouTube and you don't have that that size of an audience and that amount of discovery of that content you will not maximize your business. Mm. And biggest mistake I made on we're at Complex, there's multiples. Uh, a lot of people that were partner sites in our network that we should have bought, mm. like real talented people. I won't say who those people are. but Well, you bought Soul Collector. Bought Soul Collector. Um, Why'd you buy Soul Collector? We bought Pigeons and Planes. Pigeons and Planes, that was good. Why'd you um, buy Soul Collector? That, I remember Steve. We bought I, it at the right time. Okay. Um, you know, we're all about owning vertical voices and mm-hmm. starting the best conversations in the world. And my viewpoint is we needed, if you're going to go and have five or six verticals, right? You're going to have sneakers, you're going to have music, you're going to have art, you're going to have design, you're going to have sports, and you're going to have life or, or pop culture. Um, how can we not have a significant stake, either the biggest or the best website, ideally both, within each of those on an owned and operated basis, Right. And um, in sneakers, we had complex sneakers as a channel, but sure. we didn't have a site. Sure. And um, I met Steve Mulholland, and um, we had an opportunity to cut a deal and make Soul Collector complex. Sure. And, um, you know, Steve's done very well because uh, we did a, a deal that was a little bit of cash and some equity. Mm. So um, Took a little equity. 
Took a little equity. He rolled the dice on us. And, um, you know, I'm sure Steve can go buy a bigger boat now. <laughs> hey, listen, you know, equity is patience, I feel like. Got to have patience. No, equity people... is confidence. Is okay, there you go. Look at that, confidence. Equity is not patience. He's confidence. fixing all my fucking words tonight. You well, know. Well, welcome to the our normal conversation. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. You, you helped Love me out you. here. Um, you know, you, even when you, you talk about the failures, right, and you say like, hey, you know, um, YouTube this, but what about just like personal entrepreneurial failures? What is something oh, that you man. could give people I mean, that that? Oh, there's so many. Um, I mean, so many mistakes. The first time I raised capital in 2009, uh, we did it without a banker. And, um, I, I mean, I didn't know what to look for in contracts. And, I mean, you know, we ended up okay. I trusted my gut. But, man, I could have raised a lot more money at a lot higher valuation and given up less of the company. Mm. And knowing what I know now... You know, it's amazing how JV I was, right? Total JV. And, uh, you know, I was ecstatic and we were under duress. We needed the capital at that point from a working capital perspective. But uh, it was a big mistake. I mean, there, it, it, there's lots. We had the, we lucked out because we got the right partners. Sure. So when you get the right partners. You talk about the, now. The, well, we had the right venture capital partners. That yeah. was 2009, right? In November of 2009, we took on our first investment round and spun out of Echo. Because Echo Unlimited was running out of capital. And, mm. you know, streetwear was hurting. So you, you, you guys almost um, called it quits at that time. It, it was close. It was close. I mean, it was really close. You know, I, I need to take it back for one second, just so people could understand. Because it's like, here you are, the founder and CEO of Complex. Some people, when they think of Complex, they think of Mark Echo. Yeah. Right? So Great partner. So Mark, like, how did that even happen? So Mark owned the magazine. He owned the clothing line, right? Right. What, what Mark did he do? and Seth and Marcy. Okay. The three. And then he, they brought you in? Like, where the yeah, fuck did I mean, you come well, out of? They were going to launch the magazine, right? Okay. They had launched the magazine, the first issue. And, you know, they just didn't know what... It took them almost two years to launch the magazine. And they just... They didn't know media. They didn't know what they were doing. They didn't know content. They didn't know sales. And um, I loved the concept. You know, for me, I had all this traditional experience, Saatchi and Saatchi, Nachi, Winter Media. And, uh, but, you know, but I'm still a kid from Brooklyn who loved hip-hop and loved sneakers. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like... There's this great magazine with Uncle Junior and Nas on the cover and Rosario Dawson on the other side. And it had this great promise. To me, it was very clear what they were trying to do. But the magazine was a mess. And uh, I met Seth first. And, um, you know, uh, and I was like, and my, my conversation with him was, oh, my God, I love the concept. But let me tell you everything you did wrong. And I just sat there for an hour and a half and ripped it apart. Did they look at you like, what the, like, or they respected it? No, they respected it. And that's when it was like, all right, we'll fix it. Mm. Mm. And that's when they offered you the the, the position. But here's the thing. What you, what you began to do, is that what they offered you? Because they didn't have Complex. So for those who know or may not know, Complex also has, it's called Complex Networks, but they also have where they house, say what, 80 or uh, sites? or not. Well, they didn't have any of that, yeah. right? They, so they how were did just that happen? A, it was yeah. a magazine, it was 13 employees, and, um, and you know, this was 2003, and, um, you know, I came in in, in January of 03, and uh, we broke even in the magazine in three and a half years. So at mm. the end of 06... I go to Mark and Seth and 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 uh, and uh, Dick Thrush, who was the CFO, 
And I said, listen, uh, good news, bad news. Good news is we broke even with the magazine. Bad news is I'm not going to start paying you back. Mm. Every penny of profits in 2007, and I was forecast to do about a million and a half, two million dollars in profits. We're going to take that and we're going to spin that into 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 digital. We're going to go hardcore into digital. And uh, they're like, huh? And I'm like, yeah, but we're, we're going to do it special. We're not going to just spend all the money on complex.com. We're going to organize all of the verticalized conversations that are out there. We're going to take nice kicks and kicks on fire and, and sneaker news, and we're going to roll that up. And we're going to take now right and on smash and, and uh, hip hop the X. We're going to roll that up and we're going to go and we're going to take the best sites across the board. Right. And um, nobody had done that. Nobody had really put all of not just the verticals together, but now cross-pollination-oriented stuff, things that made a lot of sense. The audience was all interested in all those topics. And I'm like, look, we'll go best best voices in class. We'll roll all this up. We're going to have a ton of scale to go talk to the advertisers. And now, you know, when you go to each of those sites, you'll see little complex logos, sure. right? And it was like a fam. We created the first collective yeah, like of a community. all these great vertical, vertical voices. And... Um, and it was the best combination of like real business, business acumen combined with the cultural palate. And gave these people who were just blogging a chance to make some big uh, money. We made some huge money. I mean, yeah. we made a lot of money for a lot of people. Who were some of the big winners over there? Um, nice Kicks made a lot of money. I know that no, for we sure. Made, I, look, made Matt a lot of money at Nice Kicks. Um, he was one of the first sneaker sites to get yeah, on there. He was, he was uh, one of our launch partners. Yeah. And, uh, you know, still a friend today. Sure, sure. And okay. uh, Vlad. Made a lot of money for Vlad. <laughs> He's uh, still with you, Vlad? Yeah, he is. And, uh, Vlad, what do you mean? I like Vlad. Yeah. Uh, you know, everybody can talk crap. I, I, don't, I don't have nothing against He's him. He's a hustler. I don't have nothing against him. And, uh, you know, and... Uh, oh, oh one, one thing I do have against him. Early we made him. a lot on. of money for SK. I do, oh, not right. Yeah. Shots are not right. Listen, one thing I do have against uh, Vlad... When he came on to LSN, uh, you know, friends of uh, my, myself... Um, I DM'd him, and he knew who I was. I knew who he was, and I wrote like, "Yo, would love to have." No, he had, he he did a podcast. He has a Vlad TV podcast, yes. and I said, "Yo, I would love to have you come sit down, and promote the podcast." And you know what he fucking told me? He doesn't do interviews. Get the fuck out of here, yo, Vlad. I like you. By the you. way, he doesn't. I mean, Just I know. FYI, he doesn't. Vlad, I like you, he but let do me press, tell you something. He do I was gonna have Borsch here for you. I was going to have fucking the best Russian food ever. Now, forget about it. But anyway, um, SK, beautiful. And, you know, and, and, and by the way, the list goes on and on. And so let me explain to, for the people listening, too, when you get into a partnership like that, you know, literally, uh, you know, Complex will handle the ads. And, Not just the ads. Okay. We help them with audience development. Yep. We help them with uh, the back end, you know, technology. Um, and, and really like the, the, the cross pollination of everything sure. as well. We put a lot of those guys on, I don't know if you remember what we used to do. Um, Just we used to do when an, a big album would come out, we'd get everybody together, right? And we get reviews in one column, you'd get Hoff doing a review with SK or mm -hmm. nation mm -hmm. and we'd get Noah and we'd get Vlad and we get, and, and be like, everybody break down, like watch the throne. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you get the whole new music cartel all together in one spot and get the best review across the board. And, you know, it, it was, we kind of just empowered a whole bunch of people and really put them on at a much higher sure. level than they ever would be on their own. Sure. And built the company up at the same time. Because right. now you could go to advertisers and be like, look, we're the fucking representative of all these big fucking dogs. 
And uh, you know, That's it's right. amazing. It's amazing. It's and, like, and look, it did. It didn't hurt that social networks came out. Right? Social networks enabled ver- the best vertical voices to take this amazing conversation that they were having and now speak to a whole bunch more people. And I didn't see that coming, but that happened. And, you know, it goes, it's a testament to if you choose to partner with the best content, not just the biggest, you will have the ability to grow it and scale it. Mm. But you can't take scale and turn it into great stuff. Mm. But what you can do is take great stuff and turn it into scale. And that's what we were able to do. Words of wisdom. You know, later on you brought on in Nowhere. Was that one of your first big hires? Uh, Noah, we brought on, I mean, we didn't bring Noah on, uh, as the lead at first. We brought Noah on as like a managing editor mm-hmm. in, uh, I believe it was shit. Oh, five, oh six. Um, and then, uh, I gave him the job about 18 months, two years after that. Why? Why'd you do that? Well, I mean, look, you know, Noah's got a real unique perspective on things, right? I mean, you talk about a really intelligent guy that is able to not just come up with a very differentiated opinion on things, but his references, how, you know, he understands everything about what, what what's going on. I mean, his understanding of music uh, and the way to break it down and his knowledge. Um, and, and also, he's very careful about uh, and very respectful of the culture that we're, we're sure. covering. And, you know, it's, it's, um, yet pushes it as well. And, you know, he, he was, he's been tremendous, you know, I, he's like my little brother. He got in there with equity too, no? Of course. But with these fucking, I made a lot of people fuck was a lot I? of money. <laughs> it's, fuck, man. It's, uh, you know, what's the, what's the line? What's Jay's line? He's like, you know, uh. Here's my here's my here's my booth. I got a whole bunch of I made a whole bunch of millions. I said just made a million. Cam right. made a million. Right, like and just give and me a million. We we look. It, I will tell you something. Somebody asked me, you know, what I was most proud about, and I think a lot of people thought it was going to be, you know, talking about complex and how big it is and other things like that. If you, it, the real answer, the thing that I'm most proud about, is there were. There are a lot of people that stuck with me, believed in the vision, um, and uh, we made a lot of people some significant money, life-changing money, mm. that enabled them to. That's going to enable them and their families to to look at their lives differently. Even, even look at somebody like uh, you know Joe Lapuma. You know, I mean, when you've seen him come my into boy. where he is today, you, you got to be proud of that, right? Oh my God, are you kidding me, dude? Joe was a fucking intern for yeah. us, and you know, talk about. I mean, salt of the earth, as good as it gets. Mm. Like, I love him. Um, and, you know, it, it is. It's, uh, um, you're proud, right? Like, it's, it's, uh, it's an amazing thing. I mean, I've been lucky enough to work with. And by the way, the list is way deeper than that. Sure, sure. Um, these are just some people that I tend disproportionately care Shout about. Shout some people that you think Oh, my of. God. I mean, you know, my brother, Mark. Echo, yeah, yeah. right? Uh, Moksha Fitzgibbons, by the way, who doesn't get talked about a lot. Who's that? Uh, he's a lead sales guy for me. Still uh, there been today. With me, been with me for 15 and a half years. Um, Edgar Hernandez, like, you know, uh, our, our right under mock leading sales, been with us for almost 10. Um, uh, Alexi Bakcheva, like my... my my crazy Russian CTO, the guy, my chief technology officer. <laughs> Nuts, by the way. You know, great. Um, all these guys, you know, 10, 11, 12, 14, 15 years, uh, blood, sweat, tears, 
all together in this foxhole. Um, that you've been able to help even change their life. You know, you know what's even... Well, uh, we did it together. Well, of course, but I'm saying the, the, the vision and the dream that you had that turned into reality um, has been able to change their life. And you're right, they did put in their work and so did you. But you know what? More importantly, this is the crazy thing for me. You're a good guy. Noah's a good guy. I see it all the time on social. Sometimes you invite a lot of people in the office to your homes. That's right. To enjoy, you know, eat or relax or or whatever it is. Share. Share. How hard is that to fire somebody? And the reason why I say that for is because... First of all, I got news for you. Yeah. It, it, that's not what makes it hard. I, it, for me, I'm terrible at it mm. to begin with, mm. right? Like, it's funny. My expectations are through the roof, right? Mm. Like... What, what I expect out of anybody is super high. Um, but, you know, I when someone fails, I blame myself first, uh, always. So it's very difficult for me. Uh, and, and, and letting people go is, is tough. But, you know, in an entrepreneurial thing, you're going to fail a lot. And, you know, usually when you have really good, talented people who can't figure it out and can't make it happen... Um, you know, we churned through some video directors that didn't work, uh, leaders of video that just didn't work. Uh, we churned through some, um, uh, different people in different, in some big spots. And, um. Do you have to do the, uh, firing? I've done some of it. Um. Is it, is it, you know, the reason why I asked you that for is my father later on in life when he had probably his best job, um, he was a CFO and, um, in a commodity firm. And he used to tell me that, uh, and my father was a tough guy. I mean, he wasn't a he wasn't a gangster guy, but he was a tough guy. And he told me that when that's Pete, real tough, though. Yeah, there's a difference. There is. And he would tell me, "Listen, Pete, when I had to fire someone, he said that he almost had to throw up. He says uh, it it bothered him. He said he, at, at night, you know, because these are people that. And my father was the same way. Uh, twice a year, he used to invite everyone to my mother's uh, to my house, and she used to cook for them. And you know, it, it, look. If I'm going to ask as much from somebody uh, as, as I do, which is to go all in with me, um, and they do it, and they fail, um, the, you know, it, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. It's a very difficult thing to do. Even worse, I'm sorry, I'm very old school in the way I'm like, if I'm letting somebody go, I could be crushing their family. Sure. Like, you know, I'm sorry, it's not a number. It's not binary. It's, you know, caring is not weakness. Having empathy for people is not weakness. Um, you know, it's unfortunate and it has to happen. But um, you don't have to like it and you don't have to make it be so cold about it either. Sure. It's got to be tough, you know. But uh, you know what? I want to take a quick break. We're going to wind this episode down. Take a quick break. Listen, uh, get yourself um, probably a note and a pad because Rich is going to drop some gems. We're continuing to give people entrepreneur. We went through um, family, went through business, went through just the tale and the journey of Rich Antonella, CEO, founder of uh, Complex Networks. We'll be right back into this. Don't go nowhere. Cheers. What's good, NNS? This is Hawaii Mike from Chef for Hire, and you are checking out the Premium Pete Show. Internet's and we're back sitting here with Rich Antonella, my friend, a friend of ours, a friend of mine, you know. Listen, a lot of people have visions of, to live a lifestyle of, of what you have lived, you know. As you get more successful, does the work get more easy? No. It gets harder every year. Okay. 
Um, anybody who thinks it's like it's it's, I got news for you. If you attain a certain either wealth or position, and you're done, then you probably shouldn't have got there. Mm. Uh, it, it's all about desire, ambition, bigger, faster, better, stronger, more. Um, it just is. And, and, you know, you don't have to be ruthless about it. Um, but you gotta be tireless about it. And, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard. Media is a tough business. It's 24 seven. You're building your audience every day, every day you start at zero, right? Nobody's logged on yet. Nobody's looked at your feed yet. And also what you did today, you know, uh, what about tomorrow? So for instance, Complex would have a great day today, but what about tomorrow? I always say that even in the podcast lane, people always look for, oh, okay. So everybody wants to say people get Jay-Z. Say a podcast gets Jay-Z. Okay. Cause you know, that's what they want. They could be a good get. Of course. What about next week? What about the week right. after? Where do you go from there? You know, and, and you set a new step, hopefully a new bottom. Sure. Now that's now you only go up from there, and you know those are the winners. That's what's you know, and not to make it super simple and corny, but you know those are those are your people. Like, I got news for you. It's like if you told me we were going to sell the magazine for fifty million dollars when I started, I would have laughed at you. Mm. I'm like, oh, I'll take twenty. Yeah. Um. But, you know, we got the 20 million in revenue pretty quick. And I yeah. was like, well, let's go for this, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, and, and, you know, you keep going. You just keep going. What's the most you've been offered? Was it the 300? I, I, you know, again, the the number is different and than than you're quoting. Okay, 299. No, All right. no, no, eh, whatever. 400? But, whatever, whatever. Okay. But, but. You people love numbers, you know. No, I people mean, people love numbers. I, I mean, literally, I legally cannot yeah, no problem. Uh, it's comment okay. on it's it. Okay. On it's private company stuff and whatever. I can't. Um, well, I wish I could. I, I think they said three hundred, but you're the saying the bottom line not, is: yeah. look, it's a lot of money, right? Yeah. And um, it's more than I ever thought we would exit for. Um, but like I said, the important thing for me was not the cash out; it was the money that they were going to put and the belief in the strategy on a go forward basis to continue to grow this this brand into what it can and should be it's the most important thing in the world for me that's yeah. what it's all about and uh i want to continue to give people put other people on give people opportunities change the way people look at media companies change the way people look at staffing media companies which is another thing like you know in this day and age we could be very choosy we could we could like i said before just hire the right resume the perfect sure, person sure. and we don't do that we 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 hire the perfect person for us. We hire real talent, real vision, and um, sometimes that doesn't have the perfect resume. Didn't go to the perfect school. You you know you built in Complex. You know, and I've been there so many times. I do a lot of things with Complex, but I I, I I'm, and we love you for I, that. And, and and likewise, but I've seen it grow so much. And and you know what I really like about it? I feel like the positions that maybe can't move any more higher. Those people give all they have, and then when they leave, it's like fucking almost like they're graduating college or high school, and they're saying, like, look, right. thank you for all these fucking years. Thank you to this guy. Thank you to this guy. Thank you to this guy. But I must leave now and move on to do different things. You know, I see it. Like, you know, it's like, like here's the thing. Most people leave a job. They don't fucking put an Instagram post on how much they appreciate it. That's right. Or how much they're thankful. Think about that. 
It happens a lot for us, though. But, you know, you, you know, I'll tell you how many employees let, are let there. Let me tell you a quick story. Okay. We're 450 okay. now. Um, one of my former, um, you know, we have a show called Everyday Struggle. Yes. Right? I don't know and that's know. my next question. Oh, it's so good. Um, <laughs> I like the way and you're telling me like it's a piece of food. Like, have you ever had this brujut with mozzarella and tomato? It's oh, so we'll good. get into that okay. too. Um, but you know, it, it's a great show, and and uh, you know, we had Twenty One Savage on this morning. Yeah. Uh, and um, it's amazing. Um, I, I, my former assistant, uh, this unbelievable girl named Key Henderson, um, is his manager. Oh yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Key is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm so proud of her. Yeah. Um, and this is somebody who started out as, as my assistant, quickly fucking you know put it all out there every day. Moved into the marketing team, uh, uh, and has moved up and really built uh, a, a tremendous career. I think she's from Atlanta. I think. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. now she well she moved to Atlanta. Okay. To to concentrate on this, and uh, I will tell you, um, you know. Mission accomplished. Like you know, it's like, and there's so many. I can. Yeah, oh, by be, the way, I can about, keep going on. I know, on. I know. We can't. We can't. I mean, we can't. We're gonna miss out some people if we try to mention everybody. Yeah, you can't. I can't. But you know, it's like that list is so long, and that list is another thing. Like that's where, that's what this this is all about. But right? let's let's get in. You mentioned everyday struggle, and you know, you look at somebody. Complex gets 300 million page views a month. Say right. 1.7 billion. Okay, okay. One, okay. You listen. You have corrected me so many times. You may be the only person that corrected me, but it's all facts. It's all it's facts. All good. Yeah. You know, you you look at it. You know, as being the CEO of Complex and 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 knowing that, what made you pick Joe Budden to? Wait, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna tell you who openly admitted to sabotaging sabotage things when they're good. You know, to run and head this flagship show. Uh, well, look, I mean, uh, first of all, that, that's... Wait, wait, hold on. Before this becomes like a problem, if, if no, Joe... No, it's not a Joe, problem at all. Do you, first do of you all, remember I love hearing, Joe. Do you remember hearing him, do you know that this, when he say openly admits to sabotaging things and when they go well? Have you ever heard this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, 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 okay, uh, no. I look, just don't want, I'm not, st- I'm just no, asking no, no. you real question. And I, look, I will tell you this. I would rather make some magic and start some conversations in the space and say things that so many people are afraid to, mm-hmm. even for a shorter period, than never say them at all. And, you know, look, uh, I didn't cast academics and, uh, and Joe. No, which, which I think no, it did. academics is a genius addition. And it, I'm going to tell you... It's the perf- they're perfect foil. I'm going to tell you why. Another. I'm going to tell you why. First of all, the kid has an amazing platform, too. Yes, he by does. By himself. Yes, he does. Okay? Hate him or love him. Hate him or love him. And I want to say that at least he has the best gift of the year. His facial remarks during that Migo oh, shit that was, was, the best. was hysterical. And, and, and so many memes. So, so many, many memes. So many. And, 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 you know, but so you didn't cast. Go ahead. You said Noah. No, cast. Noah, Noah and Joe and those. And but Jack they come and to you. Guys. They come to you. Of course. And they mean, come you know, to you and like, they say this. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Cornell and, no- Cornell and Noah, We every show that, like, here's who we're going to cast. Here's what it's going to look like. Here's what it's going to feel like. You good with this? Like, we're working together. Like, you know, it's, a, it's an amazing thing. And look, you know, we rolled the dice yeah. with Joe and academics, yeah. right? And um and 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 Nadeska in the middle of it is just make sure, sure all right, sure. She's, right. She's a great. She's um, she's not, great. It's not, yeah. And what I I'm really proud about our guys is most people would not have done that. They would not have put it all together. And what do you, you mean by that? I don't think most people. You know, uh, we love Joe. 
but you, not you, you a lot of people do. You think most people want to give him a chance or the platform to do this? I think they would either be afraid, to your point, uh, of what? working with him, or don't want to be associated with. You know, he's a very opinionated guy, yeah. which makes for great content. Oh, he's the best, and I think I think it's crazy because as as lyrical as Joe is, um, I think that people probably don't understand how talented he is media wise. People don't understand how smart he mm. is. Look at the way he breaks down his arguments. Look how clinical he yeah. is about that. This isn't like just, he's not Skip Bayless who's just screaming about shit, right? He's like, I'm going to say I'm gonna say it loud. I'm going to get emotional. But he stays rational. Mm. Like he's breaking it down block by block, brick by brick. Sure. You know, I, you know, I don't always agree with him. I don't. But um, you know what? I can appreciate his opinion because you know what where he stands and and why he stands why he's standing there. Yeah. And look, that makes for great conversation. You know, something I never asked you before was um, Verizon and Hearst come in. They give this money to quote unquote fund or buy complex. Just say because you say we sold. I, I've heard you say we sold complex, right? Right. The craziest thing is everyone's still there. Everyone's still and, well, and they, they didn't want to change our business, but they that's wanted, great. They wanted to grow our business, but think and about that. Was that. What I was trying to say, it's not an exit; it's an entrance, mm. right? Like this was, we got to exit from a financial perspective for our investors, and we got to grow our business like like we took on investment capital. So it's the best of both worlds. So so now, do you still like so now you're based on a salary? Is everyone based on salary? Or they still own. No, you you get you have, um, and again, it's, there's only so much I can say. Mm. Um, we are incentivized to continue to grow the business. Okay, so certain people get incentives. Yeah. Now, now, um, you know what's crazy is that ever since that happened, there's so many things been 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 greenlit, man. I mean, it's like, uh, oh yeah, you know, it's like you guys are like kind of like doing more now, I think, than ever. Infinitely like, more. Yeah? I mean, look, we went from. Last year, we were doing five or six semi-regular video shows a week. Semi-regular. We are on our way to programming just digitally. Forget about the, the, all the premium linear stuff we're mm -hmm. doing. We'll have 40 weekly shows. Mm. We're programming ourselves like a linear cable channel. Mm. And most people, you know, uh, we've created an unfair advantage versus a lot of other digital players. We are going to create not just better content, but a lot more of it than anybody else out there. And um, that's how we're going to dominate and start more conversations than other people. And it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, you've been quoted saying the key to success is focusing on the consumer and advertiser. Was that at something, the same that, time. Is, is that, yeah, at the same time. Was that something you figured out early on? Well, number one, I'm sorry. Um, let me let me be specific about that, and and let me break that down. If, when you focus on the consumer, you're building your brand. When you focus on the advertiser and the revenue, you're building your business. Um, what I really have said, and I've said uh, to be even more specific, is we've been one of the few companies that have built a brand and a business at mm -hmm. the same time, and I think that's one of the reasons why we had so much interest in our business and um, and our brand. And if you're going to build something for the long haul also, it better be both. Some people have big audiences, but they can't make money on it. Some people make money, but it's an arbitrage play. They don't really have a foundational audience. They don't really mean anything to the end consumer. We have it all. And, um, and it hasn't come easy, but it requires discipline. It requires rigor. 
Um, and, and you have to hold yourself accountable to not just make content that is going to be popular, but are you going to be able to integrate advertisers? In? Mm. And you don't ever just want to do something for an advertiser and make shitty content. Mm. And, you know, we've been able to do both. You ever feel like uh, I told you so attitude to some of those people who doubted Every you day. in the beginning? Yeah. Every day. Are you kidding me? That my chips haven't gotten smaller. They've gotten bigger. <laughs> On your shoulder? Two of them. Just... <laughs> right? Um, you know, it's 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 bigger, better, faster. And now, you know, we finally have the stacks to go after people. Sure. You know, we we were we were going into gunfights. You know, like a lot of the digital players had raised a lot more capital than sure. we ever did. And we're going into gunfights with toothpicks and we're winning. Mm. That's what we so, did. So that's saying something. And and now, you know, we're coming in with like howitzers. It's mm. fun. Is money ever a deciding factor in your decision making? I mean, that's a tough question. It is tough. Uh, it, it never the sole factor. Um, but like I said before, you have to consider it. You have to consider revenue. You have to consider profitability. You have to consider uh, the end result. Not for me personally, but from a, from a business perspective. Um, I don't think you ever make any decision in a vacuum based on one thing. And the more disciplined, let me let me say it even better. The more disciplined you are about balancing all like qualitative and quantitative at the same time, enables you later to then make qualitative decisions only because you have such a strong business that you're no longer beholden just to a P and L. Sure, sure. Right. So discipline early allows you to be uh, more aggressive later. You know, just the knowledge that you have and the knowledge that you're dropping. You know, who are some of the businessmen that you look up to, that you draw inspiration from? I mean, look, I, my biggest hero um, is Jeff Bezos, mm-hmm. right? Like, I think he is as good as it gets. You know, people talk about Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs is a great marketing CEO. Um, I don't I don't know if you know the story, but, you know, Steve Jobs lost his job as CEO yep, yep. Of, of, of Apple. And came back as... And, and uh, he came back, right? Uh, um, what's but, that called? Um, the... Um, Ah man, Pixar. Right. Yeah. But 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 you know, he 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 made a big mistake and they fired him. You know, Jeff Bezos um is the complete CEO. He can do everything. Market, audience, profitability, talk to the talk to the street. You know, he he I don't know if people forget this. Like Amazon made this huge bet on a phone a long time ago and it was a massive failure. And barely it was a barely a blip. Because they had so many other things going. He hedged his bets. And he had multiple revenue streams. And he had cloud service. And he had, you know, streaming. And he's got Prime. And he's got, you know, he, he, and he was the guy who stood up and told the street. You know, he's sitting there quarterly. And, and everybody else is held accountable to top line revenue and bottom line EBITDA. And he's like, don't worry about EBITDA. And they're like, well, we hold everybody else accountable. He's like, yeah, well, don't worry about it. We're going to eat everybody. Don't worry about profitability right now. We'll be able to turn that on anytime we want. I'm oversimplifying <laughs> it. But he he's playing by a different set of rules because he doesn't allow himself not to. Bro, Netflix still has their cloud service on ne- Amazon. Netflix is... No, I'm know, just saying they have their cloud service on Amazon. No, I know. No, no, no. That's fucking Look, crazy when you think it, about it. It's amazing. I mean, people don't realize. Like, I mean, Amazon is... is Bro, that is Prime is animal. fucking amazing. My and, lady and, got that Prime. Let me tell you something. We we order things that's at the door the next day. Free it, shipping to like it, 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 it's, it's crazy. Amazing. It's amazing. And you know, he's trying to take over the world. Yeah. 
and uh, it, it's admirable. And uh, and, and never got a chance to meet him. Not yet. Um, that's that is definitely on the bucket. Gotta list. have him at Complex Con. That is on that. Oh, that would be amazing. I'd kill to do a fireside with him. Um, kill. Um, <laughs> he is he is he is something special. Um, top of the list for me. Okay, let's go to books. You read books? Uh, I wish I had the time. I haven't. I don't. I used to read a lot. What? What are some of the books that you would recommend? Um, you know, it's funny. I um, I like fiction a lot. Right. Mm. I, I'm not a big um biography reader. Um, I get inspired by other people, but you know, I don't like to mirror anybody. Right. The same way with the company. I we didn't have a blueprint. I don't like to. I'm not trying to like emulate anybody else in my life. I want to make my own road. Um, so I don't like to read biographies. Like I'm a historian, but I, I don't look at it like, oh, well he did this. So let me go do that. Like, I don't, I don't like that. Um, there's a, an author, um, I'll turn it into a quote for you, Pete. Um, Appreciate that. there's an author, uh, Canadian author named Douglas Copeland. Uh, he wrote the, he wrote and coined the term Gen X. There's mm-hmm. a book. It's not one of his better books. Um, but he wrote a, another book called life after God. Um, which is a commentary about like Western society, slackers in Western society that no longer believe in organized religion. And we no longer have motivation by fear. It's, it starts the societal breakdown, right? It's a fascinating book. You don't have to read it at that level, but there's levels to it that, that can, you can go there. And there's a fantastic quote in there that um, is one of my favorite quotes of all time and uh, is, fate is for losers. Destiny is what we work toward every day. Mm. And I read that and I was like, Boom! I'm like that is fantastic. Is there an album that changed your life that, that stays with you for a long time? Oh man, um, you know, I, I'm I'm one of those guys who like it's more of what was going on in my life that I think of a song or an album of like great times and 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 great situations. Um, you know, Joshua Tree for me, mm-hmm. I know it's kind of funny, like they just did the tour and everything like that. That was a very seminal moment in my sure. life, a very seminal time, like 87, 88. Sure. Um, that was a big one. Uh, you know, for me, it's kind of funny. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm old school, right? Sure. Like a lot of my, when people ask me for my MC list and other things like that, I get into big arguments with people. Uh, I love the fact that finally people are starting to bring up Rakim again sure, sure. a lot. And you, you know, know what's sad, though, and I don't even want to go fully into this. I speak about this all the time, is that, you know, um, in this genre of hip-hop, um, people, when they get older, um, it's like, get the fuck out of here. You're not relevant. You know, meanwhile, you'll get, like, Hall & Oates will be able to tour forever. Metallica will be able to tour Rolling forever. Stones. Rolling Stones. You know, but here's the thing. You know, uh, Rakim was at Brooklyn Hip Hop Festival a couple of weeks back, you know, and crazy thing is i looked at the crowd it wasn't even that way i'm like man people should are you kidding me people really should be the master yeah i mean the guy you know the guy look you know i i I don't know man i mean i think we just need to respect our forefathers more And at the same time i know they need to respect the youth also well i mean look um you know it's kind of funny uh jay's how old 47 and, uh, you know, this album was interesting for me. Uh, I was just having a, we just had, Nig- you know, Nigel Sylvester? Of course. Right? Bike rider. Uh, fantastic BMX, yeah. I love him. He's in my office this morning. We were talking about stuff. And uh, he's like, you know, you know, what do you think of, the, of Jay's four, four, album, four. right? And, uh, and I said, listen, you know what? I, li- I, I listened to it, 
immediately. That was Thursday night at sure. like midnight. And I was like, this is good. And then I went back and I listened to it. And it's good, but I didn't enjoy it the second time as much as I enjoyed it the first time. Mm. And I said, here's the flip of that. Um, I loved uh, Kendrick's album sure. the first time. I went back and listened to it again, and I found 50 more things that I liked. And it got better, and it got better, and it got better. And look, different artists at different times in their life. Um, but, you know, this is not this is not the blueprint. Sure, and it won't be. It won't be. He's in a no. different time in his life. I'll be honest with you, I feel like it's Jay's most honest album. Um, I really feel like there's things in there that he has spoke about that um, in my point in life, I really appreciate him for it because I feel like he's at least dropping gems on some of the young kids because Jay has always talked about money. Always. Jay has always talked about flashing and flaunting as a Brooklyn kid. I fucking love it. But at the same time, I always talk about how some of the people I looked up to didn't always teach me how to build my credit. That's right. When I was growing up, they didn't teach me to do certain things. So, for in music, so let me tell you something. My daughter's 17 years old. All she does is listen to music. Oh, yeah. And I remember being young and listening to music. I remember breaking up with a girl listening to sad songs. I remember, like, every <coughs> music is a mood ring, you know? That's right. And, and, and you know, you, you, you hear Jay talking about, like, build your credit or stop stunting in the neighborhood that your mother's renting. Um, you know, wanting people to buy property, wanting people to, not saying it's easy, but at least giving some insight to the shit. Yep. You can only hear about cocaine and fucking, you know. No, no, and I love the maturity. I love the, 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 and first of all, honestly, also, um, as a lyricist, I mean, it's tough to touch. At 47. Him. I mean, it's amazing, right? Um, but what's funny is, <clears throat> if you think about music musically, the beats and everything like that, um, and I believe me, I'm not calling it broccoli, mm. but um, it's not the steak, right? You know, there's no bangers, mm. um, and I think it's kind of funny. I mean, I think he wrote this. This album is for him, mm. sure, than it is for other people, and uh, I admire him for being able to do that. Um, you ever, you ever met Jay? Yeah. What's your take on him? <clears throat> I'm a huge fan um, of the man. Um, you want to talk about somebody. We could talk about his music all day long, but let me say this. Somebody who who came from what he came from was on that road, and we talked about maximizing opportunities. Sure. I honestly don't know somebody who had to fight for everything they had and then I mean talk talk about grabbing opportunities and strangling the life out of everything on a maximized basis. I mean that that's he's impressive. Mm. That is he is impressive. And um, you know, always thinking bigger, thinking different. He's not running on anybody else's blueprint. He's making his own. Sure. And and, you know, label head, then I'm like, well I'm gonna own companies. Now I'm gonna fun stuff and you know he's not even close to done Mm, yeah 
And uh, that's and so at forty seven, so I keep I keep on saying that because you know, keep in mind, forty seven years old. I mean, you know, I just turned forty six. Well, so congratulations, happy birthday. Thank you. You know, yuck. Yeah, <laughs> you think about it, but pull another rapper out at forty seven. See if somebody cares that much. People, be forty seven, be a rapper, and still people to care about what the fuck you're doing. That's well, amazing. Look, but Jay, Jay is so much more than that. I mean, that's no, he's a businessman, I mean, he's a mogul, he, he's an he's entrepreneur, everything, and he made himself into that. You know, um, you know. I mean, look, you, you, you also have to say the same for Diddy. True, sure. right? Like another inspiration. I mean, just, oh, I mean, have you had run-ins with him? Oh, I mean, we've had plenty of meetings, right? Mm-hmm. Like talked about a lot of different things. Um, you know, he he's a. He is off the reservation. He didn't, is so didn't. impressive. I mean, uh, he is, you know, he is the personification of drive. Mm. That's what he is. He's just, like, it is just drive. He is energy. And it's amazing. Mm. It's amazing to hear that because so many people say that. But then speaking to somebody who may, is talking about an interaction with him and then saying that, it just keeps on solidifying Oh, that's how, not an act. Yeah, that's no, no, just, an I mean, action. That's just all an, on an action of, of of how he is. Meaning, like so many people say, "Oh, did he has a big drive?" But nobody, which it's just said in the air. You're talking about somebody who had a meeting with him and is still, and you know, and done multiple things with him and is still saying that. Oh, it's, I mean, you know, he he, you know, he's first of all, arguably, the best marketer I've ever seen mm. in my life. Who else do you know? Who, who's the better salesman? He's the modern day P.T. Barnum. Mm. He's amazing. That's classic. That's a great line. That's what he is. Yeah, that is classic. Who has been some of the crazy, craziest, or, or, or I mean, look, Complex has definitely sat down with a lot of people. A lot of people come there through <clears throat> press runs and stuff. Has you got to remember. And, I mean, has you been, know, Kanye yeah. used to be a columnist for us way back in the really? day. Really, he used to do Kanye's fashion beatdowns. We used to take red carpet photos. And this was like through the wire time frame, right? Mm. And and he used to like criticize people outfit, people's outfits and everything like that. Mm. It's funny. I mean, we, you know, we've had we've touched a lot of people and a lot of different times in their careers too, mm. right? Um, you know, I, I, one of my favorite covers we ever had is we had the Beastie Boys uh, all together in a golf cart with Kanye West. Um, uh, it, it's one of my favorite covers, and it's all pastels, and it's it's so fun. It was so ahead of our curve, mm-hmm. right? And um, you know, it, we've done some really fun how, stuff. How did that Jerry Seinfeld uh, Wale happen? How did well, you get Jerry? You, know the, you know the story, right? This is Joe Lapuma. Joe Lapuma deserves all the credit. Well, he loves. For this. Um, you well, know, Seinfeld, you, no, no, no. Yeah. But you know the story, right? Like, no. um, we did a list. Uh, I think it was December. We were doing our. It was the end of the year, and we were doing our like top fifty albums of the year, and Wale was not on it. And he called up our music editor. Okay, and I remember. Literally that, yeah. railed this guy insulin. Like, I mean, insulin. Uh, he just went in, and like, you better get security. I'm gonna come up there. I'm like, what? Who are you crazy? And you know, we were like, listen, you know. Listen, the conversation's been taped. Like, do you want to react to it and whatever? And you know, look, I, this is this is speaks volumes for Wale, right? He's all emotion, right? And by the way, infinitely more talented than his sales numbers are, mm. right? Um, and uh, 
we we Joe goes, what if we, you know, like and while I had another album coming out with Seinfeld, he's like, what if we did a thing where like literally it was really while I didn't think it was a big deal that he wasn't on the list, but Jerry basically prodded him into getting pissed off about it. Yeah. So we went back and like made a fake background about what it was. And while was like, I love the idea. And Seinfeld was, I love the idea. So he poked fun at himself and we created, we took a negative situation and we turned it into this really cool, positive thing. And that was all Joel Puma's idea. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. It, it Great was. cover. Classic video. The video is yeah, great. Yeah, I like the behind-the-scenes stuff. You know, it was all great. The, all the it was clips great. of it. You know, um, when you think about Complex and everything it's been able to accomplish, where do you see it in five to ten years from now? I mean, you know what? Look, I think there's a lot more for us to do on a lot more platforms. I mean, we build out this channel and then distribute ourselves everywhere. Um, we branch out into a few other things. I mean, I... I the big thing that I'd really like to change is I'd like to use this platform to change people's perceptions about this this culture, really bring conversations to the table, not just individual attitudes and opinions. I'd like to change the, the landscape of, of, of the finger pointing and the, the very um, negative way people talk to one another nowadays. Uh, I don't think there's enough respect and empathy for for different groups of people, and you know, there's a a new new school entrepreneur uh, going to the show, the Blueprint. There's new school uh, conversations that need to be had. Um, you is, know, is there an ultimate goal? I mean, you know, where you want to take this thing? Yeah, I mean, you know, I could give you money goals. I could give you, um, it, it's more the impact and the influence. Um, I really want, I want complex, like if anything that goes on in youth culture, I want people running to any platform to go, I got to find out what complex is saying about this. Mm. That's my big goal. Like I want to be the definitive voice that is out there across the board and, and on all topics that are related and, and not just the fun and the entertainment stuff but everything that goes on. Mm. And, you know, we're, we're getting there, slowly yeah. but surely. It takes a lot of time. I mean, you look at it, that Migos thing with Joe, you know, that was a piece that all, all outlets were covering. You know. Well, you, gotta, well that's, that's, you just nailed it, is there's a difference. A lot of people, like, I want to be the company that, and the brand that makes the news, and then others report on us. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't want to just be the reactor. True. Right? Like, that's where a lot of people... You know, if you're striving just to be the fastest person to respond to something, that's not what we're trying to do. You know, uh, before we end this episode, I, I do want to bring up the fact, you know, uh, we always talk about, you know, being fathers. Um, you have two kids, two girls. Two beautiful girls. and uh, Two beautiful girls. And, you know, this is a great topic for me and you to talk about. You're successful. You made a lot of money. Most guys that I have seen when made a lot of money or busy or CEOs, you go to, like, you know, I go to my daughter's, I mean, I had her in soccer, I had her in ballerina. Fathers would come there, they're on the phone, they're busy, you got to close a deal. You never really have time, and that's why I always preach that presence over presence. You know, being in your kid's life, how hard is it to be successful, but also be present in your kid's life? 
Because you do that. It, no, I mean, look, one of the reasons we chose to stay in the city is I didn't want to be a weekend dad, right? Mm. Like When we had our second kid, it's when a lot of people move out because it's hard to get enough space in the city. Luckily, I've been lucky enough to, to be able to afford to be able to have enough space. But, you know, by being on 57th and Sutton and being able to, like my kids go to school on 2nd Avenue and 56th Street, um, I, I can... I can be at work every day and be at everything that goes on in their school or afterwards. And I can just miss pieces of the day here and there. Um, you know, you, you, I, I say this, I, I was having this conversation with my wife and, um, you know, uh, we have, a, we have a great relationship. It's very honest. Right. Um, and you know, she paid me a very nice compliment on my birthday and she goes, you know, I, I've, I've never had to tell you to be a better father. Mm. And uh, it, 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 it's one of those gut punches. Like, you're like, oh, that's awesome, right? And I go, um, you know, I, and I said, listen, don't take this the wrong way, babe, but I got married to you, right? And here was, my whole life was about myself, right? And my family, but myself at the top. And then you get married and you have somebody who's just as important as you. Ideally, sure. if you want to have a marriage that works, they're equal, right? Like, so now you were just as important to me. And then we had kids, and they went to the top of the list. Sure. And they go in front. And it's the first time in your life where people step over that. And to me, I became a better CEO. I became a better boss. I became a better husband. When I no longer was putting myself as one or one one B, but somebody else was in front of that. And you, you organically become... Um, you put people in front of you and it, and it, and it made me better. And, and it wasn't something that I had to think about. I'm not conscious about it. It's, it's everything I do is for them. And, um, you know, it, it it's, and, and when I say that, it's not about giving them things. Um, it, it, it's about the giving them the experiences and the opportunities that I just didn't have. And I watched the joy that they have Nothing makes me happier. It ain't going to be a watch. It's not going to be um, uh, uh, an award from uh, from from media sure. or anything like that. It's going to be it's going to be them. I mean, when when they smile and hug me and come running up to me, and uh, or even crying and coming up to me for support or whatever the thing is, it's it's the, that's to me that's the best thing that ever happens to me. Mm. It's just. It's it's special because when you, like I said when you think about it there's a lot of parents that are successful and I'm speaking about successful parents um that you know just may be there for their kids but not really there for their kids you know what I mean because they're so busy well, a lot of people look at kids as accessories yeah. in this day and age unfortunately and um you know if if you know look we made a tough choice um when we had you know uh, before a lot of the success um with my first kid, my, my older daughter is nine. Um, my wife quit her job and became a stay at home mom. And, you know, she was making pretty good money. So we were giving up a lot and we made that choice. Um, but it was the right, we just didn't want somebody else raising our kids. Sure. I'm not saying a lot of people don't have that, sure, that exactly. opportunity, yeah, sure. but, but we made that, it wasn't it, because we had the opportunity to make that choice. If we didn't make that choice, we would have been selfish in my book. Yeah. And um 
you know, I give it up to my wife who who uh, put her her career on pause uh, for the for the um, most important things that we could do, and uh, you know, it's some. I mean, you know. In this day and age, it's tough, right? You know, you see a lot of people's lives. We, you know, you reference social media, you reference, you know, Instagram and all this. And um, I know everybody, everybody talks about it all the time of like you just see the best of everybody's lives. Um, it's t- it's life is tough, sure. man. Successful, not successful, money, no money. Sure. Um, you know, everybody's got challenges. Every and you don't you don't always know, but you know, for me. It's the thing, not to wrap it up and bring it back to Brooklyn where it all started, is the thing that I loved about growing up where I grew up is, uh, you know, I, I remember that my parents fighting about money, about certain things from Bill's perspective. But, you know, I never met a bunch of people that cared more for each other or had more fun sure. than that. A lot more fun than a lot of people I know that have a lot of money now. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, what's funny is... It all comes down to when you know you look across at your wife or you look across at your kids and you genuinely love and want to be there and spend time together. And uh, unfortunately, I think in the city, there's an awful lot of people that just honestly, they do it because they feel like they have to. They don't do it because they really want to. Yeah. No, kids change your life, man. I mean, I always speak about that. And, uh, you know, they've been... Uh... You know, my kids have been the reason for me. I feel like the, you know, they give you desire. You know, it's funny because it's like when we talk about money. You know, I, I was never a kid that grew up uh, with money. Still to this day, I still, you know, uh, struggle to make it. Um, but I'm happy. And I'm not happy with where, you know, I want to be financially. But I'm happy with my family, my kids, and the moments that we get to share together. But, you know, it's crazy because it's like, you know, uh, could I use more money? Absolutely. But but could, but but at what expense? At what expense? True, true, and, and that's the question you have true. to ask yourself. True, but but more importantly, what I do what I do mean by that is that it's 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 a beautiful thing to enjoy the presence of your kids and really be there for them and be like, for instance, some of the stuff I do, I'm able to you know go go pick my daughter up from school. I'm able to you know I have a a, a lot more time to be able to do some of these things. Now I may not make the most money uh, from that, but I but I but I. It's more like I guess the point I'm making is in well, re- where you place value in right? relationship. I mean, you place place value. Like it's funny, you know. If 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 if, and I'm glad I I, I had my kids later in life. I'll be I'll be honest with you. Um, I wasn't ready. I was a mu- very immature twenty in my twenties. Sure, me too. Like exceptionally, and um and I will I will say this. Um, my my timing was very good in a lot of things, but um. I, if you would have told me that, you know, I would have certain amounts of money uh, and asked me at 25 what I would do with it, um, you know, I mean, I drove, I drive a Volvo SUV and I have a nice little Jeep Wrangler out at my beach house. <laughs> like, no, you know I, what? I, 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 I could, I could, I could have, I could do a lot. I could drive a lot of different things. Sure. I could, Whatever. I love my cars. I, I, I love what they do for me. They get me around, and you know what? It's fun to drive, and they're great, and so they're what, super safe, and whatever. And you know what? I'm good with that. No, I re- listen, I grew up with a lot of people that wore white T-shirts that had stains on them that were worth $10 million, and nobody believed that. They're like, look at this fucking guy got a stain on his T-shirt, you know? I grew up with people like that, but, um, you know, 
It's a great question for as we end this episode, but uh, you know, being that you're not into flossy Bentley, you know, a Bentley or or, or... Oh, I have my stuff that I like. I mean, okay. you know, I like my wine. I of like of my course, watches. watches. Yeah. And uh, but what 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 is somebody you know who has money like? What do you suggest that people put their money like invest in or property or? Is oh, there anything? I mean, look for me. You know, uh, you know, this is where I'm going to get all financey. Um, I, I've been, I've saved money. I was lucky enough. Uh, like I told you, I got into sales very young. So I started making commission checks and pretty big ones, pretty young. Um, and I started putting that money away and then I was able to be in a situation where I could start to buy real estate and other things like that much younger than other people. And, um, you know, money compounds, right? You know, people talk about putting money in 401ks, save as much as you can, and then it multiplies. And you know what? It's just math. It's true. You know what? Um, you know, an extra five bucks here and there. Uh, you know, it, it's funny. I'll tell a quick story. There was a kid that used to work for me uh, when we were on 23rd Street, right? This was like 2005, 2006. And uh, he, he's gone on and been very successful. But he was uh, an intern who got a job for us, became a writer. And uh, and he had a personal relationship with me. And he came tr- decides to knock on my door not go to his boss and goes, Rich, I need a raise. And I go, why do you need a raise? Like, I'm thinking he's going to go, well, I'm the best writer. I got the, like the most follower or whatever. Right. And I expected that. And he just goes, well, my life's expensive, man. And I'm like, <laughs> I, and I, by the way, I'm the wrong guy to say that to. Right. Fucking jumped over three people to get to you. I was like, I'm like, okay, first of all, shut the F up for a second and I'm going to talk to you for, I'm going to, I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant. I go, I watch you. I pass you to go to lunch every day. And there's a, a place right outside of a, uh, right downstairs called Manja. Yeah, and I Manja's that, yeah. like, dude, it's like 30 bucks for lunch. And you know, I was making good money. Um, but I would walk past Manja around to this crappy deli and get a $6 turkey sandwich in a brown bag and come back and drink water. And I go to this kid, um, I go, you got to be kidding me. I spend infinitely less every single day. I could buy you 50 times over. And I'm like, and I live in the same city and everything like that. I'm like, you realize how wrong you're living your life? Mm. Like, and also, like, so that's just one thing. But when somebody asks you why you deserve a raise, you're going to, you don't come back with whiny excuses, Give me value. Show me what value is. That's how you're going to be judged. That's how you're going to make money. And, you know, it's funny. You talked about, I'm glad, you know, it's funny. The kid, he took it all the wrong way, got all emotion. Next day he comes back. He goes, you know what? Thank you. My dad never said, nobody ever said that to me before. Nobody ever told me I I was wrong. Like nobody ever told me how to think about it that way. And, you know, he's like, thank you. And, you know, and literally, first of all, the kid's gone on to be, become very successful. Um, did, but, did he make it uh, in complex or did, you, did he get in trouble? No, for he did very, very well. No, I'm saying did he get in trouble for jumping chain of command? Type? Nah, I mean, we were we were small. We were uh, okay. like eight, like 100 people at the time. Okay. And, you know, I, I, I still, I try and have as many personal relationships with everybody on the staff as I still can. Um, I, I, I'm not a big hierarchy guy. Like, I think everybody should be able to talk to everybody about everything because, you know, 
it, you shouldn't have to go to your boss and make it a political thing. Like, if you have an opinion, you got an idea, you got a, a gripe, you got whatever, We everybody should be able to address them. Mm. Nobody's bigger than this company. Yeah. Hey, listen, man, you know, the journey has been amazing, and it goes back to saying that... And it's not done. No, it's not done, and, 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 and it's go, it goes back to saying that a lot of the jewels that you spoke of go back to, you know, father and son or... Or, or, or just being around people who inspire you, uh, taking a chance on you and, and learning. And, and, and that's one of the reasons I want to sit down with you, more importantly, because, and I'm glad it finally happened, was because your your, your journey has just been inspiring, man. You know, and, and, well, thank you. And just I wanted the audience to hear, you know, through the mind and, and the heart, because you're all heart. And I'm not saying this because you're not here. You're all heart. Um, you know, and I think it takes somebody passionate enough and crazy enough to turn complex into this hundred, you know, multi, you know, what can we say half a million dollar company? I don't know what the numbers how about, are. How about how about on the way to a billion? Okay, on That's, the way to a billion. Better. I like and that. And then I can only imagine the conversation you're going to have with your wife, you know, um, once she has the billion. Jimmy Choo shoes all over. Um, <laughs> but not no. that fancy. That's what I like That's about. all right. It's a good thing to have that. But, you know. It, it's just, it's just like I said, it's special to have that type of conversation. I'm glad, and I know the audience will love it because I'm going to say one thing too. I just, you know, I want to say thank you, and I'm sorry it's taken me so long to get here. Um, you know, Pete, there's a lot of people that are trying to have conversations out there, um, and and there's not many people that are just, you know, um, stripped down and is raw and is real. And uh, I want to say thank you not only for having me on, but thank you for being who you are. Uh, and I hope your listeners uh, realize how lucky they are to have you. Mm -hmm. So I just want to say thank you. No, I that. thank you. And, 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 and I thank you for, like I said, finally, um, you know, us trying to make this happen. And, and I think I, I want to give this tip to the listeners, too, that, you know, um, Rich is a busy guy. You know, I'm a busy guy, but you're a busy guy. And I think you t I always say don't take nothing personal. Um and you know, there's times where I could have been like, ah, forget it, man. He's too busy. I'm surprised but I, you didn't. But I no, no, I know. Yeah. And I, but I kept on, you know, uh, hitting you up because I feel like, you know, um, to be honest with you, and I said it before a little bit just now, but I want to say even more. I didn't learn how to be, I you know, creative successfully until later on in my life because I hung around with a lot of kids that didn't give a fuck about anything like that, and. To surround yourself with people and to hear those gems and to listen to those gems, help other people. Like, that's a crazy thing. People listen to a, a journey of Rich Antonella, but at the same time, gain insight for themselves. I hope so. No, no I'm saying. I mean, look, yeah. I, I got an industry. If I could do it, anybody can do it. No, right? Shit. And, um, and, 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 you know, the one thing that I, I'd like, to, I'll leave it at this because mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's an important one. You know, and I didn't understand this for a long time because um, I felt like an outsider, right? Because I didn't go to the – I went to a state school. You know, I, I, I didn't go all the right places. I don't sure. have the right pedigree. My dad didn't play golf with the right guy. Um, but, you know, what's what's interesting is um, there's a facade. Um, don't be intimidated by anybody because they went to the right school or that they're saying the right thing or they use the right jargon in the right way. I got news for you. Reduce everything down empirically to what is simple and what is right and have vision and be aggressive. And I got news for you. You're going to beat those guys every day and twice on Sunday. Mm.
every time. Hey, we're going to leave it like that. Listen, um, social media, you're on um, Instagram and Twitter. What is it? Rich Antonella, right? It's, uh, what am I? What is, is my, it Rich Antonella? Twitter? Twitter is Rich Antonello, and uh, Instagram is Rich A Complex, okay. right? Yeah. Listen, hit Rich up. Don't hit him for a fucking job. Hit him. Please don't. Don't, don't, Please hit, him don't. For, don't hit him for a job. Hit him and thank, thank him for the gems. Maybe even hit him on Twitter for a fucking entrepreneurial uh, advice. But uh, or a wine suggestion, or or um, or a recipe, or a recipe. Don't hit him for a fucking job. Yeah, we are gonna do that. We hey, listen, with all these shows going on, there's got to be something for me over there. Oh, I think we should have some fun. We we gotta have something with the uh, with the old Brooklyn man. But anyway, listen, Rich, I appreciate you. We said it. I said it a million times. I'm gonna say it again. I really appreciate you. Your journey, the way you are with your kids, it's inspiring. And I thank you for taking the time. Thank you, sir. Internet's Rich Antonell. See you next episode. Cheers.